Chapter Six of the Chaucer Storybook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The Chaucer Storybook by Eva March Tappan. Chapter Six, The Pardoner's Tale, The Revellers Who Went Out to Meet Death. That was indeed a merry tale cried harry bailey and now you pardoner he continued do you too set to work to amuse us tell us some story of mirth and jesting and see you to it that you entertain us well surely but i must first step into yonder inn and have a bite of cake and a drink or two but the pilgrims cried no we do not want any barroom stories tell us a tale with a good moral of course i will declared the pardoner but i must have my drink and while i am drinking i will think up some good honest story so the pardoner went into the tavern and when he came out this is the story that he told the revellers who went out to meet death there once lived in flanders a company of wild young men who gave themselves up to foolish revelry day and night they rioted they gambled they gorged themselves with the richest viands they drank till they could not have told whether they were men or beasts and they swore such terrible oaths that it would freeze one's blood to hear them my story is a truly moral tale about three of these revellers who sat together in a tavern one morning it was not yet nine o'clock but these young rioters did not even await the coming of night for their orgies and though it was so early they had already emptied many cups the tinkling of a bell was heard from the street what's that one asked and another replied nothing but the jingling of a bell before a corpse boy the first called tipsily to the waiter do you go and ask the corpse's name and see that you don't forget it on the way back sir there's no need of asking the boy replied for i knew two hours and more ago who was to be buried this morning and surely there is no need of telling you for he was an old companion of yours he was sitting on a bench dead drunk last night and a sly old thief that they called death came upon him suddenly and thrust the spear through his heart and the man fell over dead that old fellow kills all the people in the country hereabouts he struck down a thousand the last time of pestilence my mother used to tell me to see to it well that i was ready to meet him the boy tells the truth declared the tavern-keeper why in the great village over yonder only a mile from here death has slain man woman child page and hind within this one year i believe he lives there my word upon it it needs a pretty wise man to be on his guard against him and you call it such a peril to meet him said one of the revellers i'll tell you i'll go to seek him by street and by lane i vow i will listen to me fellows we are all agreed let us each hold up his hand and swear that we will stand by one another like brothers and kill this traitor death he has slain many but before night he'll be dead himself he will so the three all of them half drunk 
swore tipsily that they would be as true to one another as born brothers and then they staggered towards the village that the tavern-keeper had pointed out to them and as they walked they swore many dreadful oaths that if they could only catch this death they would surely kill him before they had gone half a mile they came to a stile and on the other side of the stile was an old man in poor and worn-out garments he tottered out of their way and said meekly god keep you gentlemen the proudest of the revellers glanced at him and laughed scornfully old fellow he said why do you keep yourself all wrapped up except your face why do you keep on living any longer when you are so old the old man looked him straight in the eyes and replied i am old because i cannot find a man who will give me his youth and take my age whether i went to city or country or even to faraway india it would be the same and so i must keep my age as long as it is god's will neither alas will death take my life that is why i wander about a restless miserable wretch the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night i knock on the ground with my staff for the ground is the gate to my mother's house and i cry dear mother let me in see how thin i am flesh and skin and blood have withered away when will my old bones find rest i would gladly give up to you all that i have if you would but give me a shroud to wrap me in she will not do me the favour and that is why my face is so pale and wrinkled but sirs it is no honour to you to speak so roughly to an old man who has done nothing to harm you if you stay in this world you too will soon be old and i counsel you not to do to any old man what you would not wish to have done to you when you are old farewell sirs and god be with you whether you ride or walk i must go on my way hold on old fellow cried one of the revellers you won't get off so easily as that you talk about this rascally death who is always murdering our friends about here i believe you are his spy and now if you don't tell us where to find him it will be the worse for you understand that for i have no doubt at all that you are in a league with him to slay us young folk the old man replied sirs if you want to find death so badly certainly i can tell you which way to go do you see that little winding path that leads into the woods i saw him there just now sitting under an oak tree he will stay depend upon it he'll not run away from you for all your boasting god save you and make you mend your ways the tipsy revellers hurried to the tree to find death he was not to be seen but on the ground there lay a great heap of golden florins bushels of them all bright and shining as if they had just been coined the three men threw themselves down upon the pile of gold they felt of it they let it run through their fingers they held up handfuls of it to see it glitter in the sunshine after a while the worst villain among them said brothers you know that i make merry and jest but i have some wisdom for all that now listen to what i say 
here is this great heap of gold and it is plain enough that our lucky stars have sent it to us that we might have a jolly time all the rest of our lives and that we will he swore by a terrible oath who would ever have dreamed that such a thing as this would have come to us but now listen this gold must be taken care of and we might count ourselves in luck if it were safely stored away in either my house or yours but how are we going to get it there we cannot carry it by daylight for some one would be sure to see us and then the officers would say we were thieves and they would hang us for taking care of our own gold we must carry it in the night that is sure and be sly about it at that and we must keep watch of it all day or else some thief will find it and steal it from us now hear my plan we will draw lots and the one to whom the lot falls shall run to the town as fast as ever he can and secretly get some bread and wine while he is gone the other two shall keep close watch and ward and then if all goes well as soon as night comes we will carry the treasure wherever we may decide will be the safest place the others agreed to this plan and they drew lots the lot fell to the youngest and he ran off cheerfully all the way to the town but long before he reached it he too had a plan in his head the two who were left behind set them down beside the gold but even while they could still hear the footsteps of him who had gone to the town the worst villain said to the other you know that you and i have sworn to be brothers and so i am going to tell you something that will greatly advantage you now here is a great heap of gold but when it is divided among three of us the heaps will be much smaller if i could manage matters so it need only be divided between us two shouldn't i be doing you a favour in faith you would the other replied but i don't see how you would set about it he knows that the gold was here when he left us and what could we say to him will you vow to keep the plan secret demanded the first villain if you will i can tell you in two words how to bring it about i vow declared the second villain that whatever comes i will never betray you the first villain bent himself across the heap of gold and drew the other villain nearer to him and then he whispered in his ear there are two of us and two are stronger than one now do you understand this will be the way when he comes do you begin a friendly wrestling match while you are wrestling as if in sport i will slip up behind him and thrust my knife into his side then do you draw out your dagger and do the same and then my dear true friend we shall have all this gold for our two selves we can drink the rarest wines we can gamble as much as we will and all our lives long we shall be free to do as we list so it was that the two villains plotted to kill the third but the third had also a thought in his head as i have said before and no matter how fast he ran his wicked scheme grew faster oh the gold the gold he said to himself if i could only have it all for my own i should be the happiest man in the world but there's no way out of it two parts must go to them and only one to me 
and then he too made an evil plan he hurried to an apothecary and said sir i am so troubled with rats that i do not know what to do can you sell me a poison that will make way with them that i can replied the apothecary here in this cabinet i keep a powder and if you should give a bit of it no larger than a grain of wheat to any creature on the earth he would fall down dead before you had walked a mile the villain went away from the apothecary with some of the poison safely stored away in a little box he went next to a man who lived close by and borrowed three large wine bottles and filled them with wine into two of them he put the poison but the third he kept free for his own drinking that night for i shall have to labor and toil all night long he said to himself to get the gold safely stored away in my house before daylight so it was that the two plans were laid and it came to pass that both of them were carried out the two villains who had stayed in the woods to watch the gold began the wrestling and in it killed the third just as they had plotted then they sat down to make merry and to drink the wine and in less time than one could walk a mile they both lay dead this was the end of the revellers who set out to find death for so it was that they found him end of chapter six